This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everyone, to a breaking news edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Uh, Wednesday is going to become a regular for a podcast day. We'll tell you more about that uh, uh, later. But uh, wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, but I got to be on top of everything here. We had breaking news this morning for the Browns, and so I wanted to get to it. So in just a moment, we'll talk about the Browns' decision to fire three assistant coaches on offense. Was it the right move? And whose call was it? That's all coming up right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. That's 10000 bucks. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. So I wake up this morning and uh, I'm all jacked up. You can see here. I got I, I got the skin condition that rears its ugly head every once in a while. I'm like, oh, it's back. And uh, I don't know why I shared that because you can tell by watching. me. <laughs> but anyway, I was like in a, in a crappy mood to begin with. It's freezing cold out. It's windy. School's been canceled. It's not even snowing, but it's so cold and windy. And back in my day, I wish uh, I, the only thing about back in my day is I wish we would have had school canceled too. Uh, but anyway, and then we see the news that the Browns have fired three assistant coaches. And, you know, I talk about all the time that I, you know, you should never rest on your laurels, right? A team has a good season. We just talked about this in the podcast yesterday, talked about it on UCSS recently. If your team has a good season, you don't just say, whoa, whoa. We had a good year. Don't mess with it. Let's run it back again. No. Every year is a new year. What you did the year before doesn't matter. What the Browns did this year, you take it for what it's worth, but it doesn't matter for next year. It's not a proof of anything that's going to happen, especially as we talked about yesterday when it's a fluky season. So if the if Kevin Stefanski uh, felt it was necessary to make changes to the coaching staff, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with after I like, I first saw this news and I, I was kind of shaking my head because the offense, considering the adversity it had to deal with, was really good, right? Especially late in the season. Alex Van Pelt's been the quarterback coach since slash offensive coordinator. This idea, it's very it's a very ignorant idea from some people that, well, he doesn't call the plays, so how's he the offensive coordinator? Well, the game plan is not just on a whim. Kevin Stefanski doesn't on a whim call plays. Yes, there's some gut in his decision-making, of course, but every week there's a game plan. Alex Van Pelt is very involved with the offense, so he's not a nothing. His job is important, obviously. 
It's just different than it, than some other offensive coordinators who actually call plays. But in this day and age, it's not uncommon for an offensive coordinator to not be a play caller and still be a valuable member of the coaching staff. So the Browns, there was conflicting reports. Initially, Josina Anderson, who broke the news this morning, said that Alex Van Pelt had been fired. Um, there was nothing. Then Mary Kay Cabot says, well, that he hasn't been fired. He's still technically on the contract, uh, but he has been telling players apparently that he's gone. Then it was confirmed by Mary Kay and others that running backs coach Stump Merrill, who we all love his beard, uh, Stump Merrill, Stump Mitchell, and tight end coach T.C. McCartney were both also fired. And I thought about this and I said, well, that's weird. First of all, Stump Mitchell has been a very popular assistant coach. I've heard consistently that Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt love this guy. Uh, I think the running game certainly disappointed after Nick Chubb got hurt this year. But overall, the running game's obviously been great. Now, Nick Chubb deserves a ton of credit. I'm not taking away his credit to give it to, to Stump Mitchell. But I didn't see any need to fire Stump Mitchell. Never, never crossed my mind. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, I assumed, worked hand-in-hand with Kevin Stefanski, and it didn't seem to make much sense to me that he would be gone. And then the le- the one that even made the, the least amount of sense is T.C. McCartney, <clears throat> who, you know, David Njoku's coming off his best season. Harrison Bryant played well down the stretch. I, I-, I was like, okay, if without knowing the coach, I don't know the coaches personally, any of them. I, so I don't we don't really know how good they are, how much of a factor they are in the success or lack thereof of their position group. But on the surface, I thought, well, the only we, we know Bill Callahan wasn't getting fired, the offensive line coach. The only coach that I thought you could argue maybe should be fired is the wide receiver coach, Chad O'Shea. I'm not even saying he should be. I'm just saying I think the wide receivers have been the clearly the most underachieving group of the bunch. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But he kept his job, and three of the other – I'm not even going to include Callahan because nobody's firing him. But three of the other four main coaches on the offense got fired. It was weird. And then I reached out to a couple of people, and somebody that I trust completely told me that they were told – that this was not a Kevin Stefanski decision. Now, I got it from a reliable source who got it from a reliable source. So it is secondhand information. And I will say, I, I can't swear with 100% certainty that this is this is definitely the case. But the person I spoke with, I trust 100%. And the person they spoke with, they trust 100%. Now, I, you know, want to talk to some more people today, including our own Jason Lloyd here in Cleveland, but uh, who I haven't spoken to yet. But that's where I have a problem with this move. If this move, if these moves were done against Kevin Stefanski's wishes, then I got a huge problem with it. We'll probably never know with 100% certainty the truth. But if that's the case, and that's what I believe, based on pretty good information, based on excellent information, 
it's once again a sign to me of Jimmy Haslam overstepping. Now, did it definitely come from the front from Jimmy Haslam and not from Andrew Berry? Again, I got to do more digging. But Kevin Stefanski was hired before Andrew Berry. I, I don't I don't think Andrew Berry would or could strong arm him on coaching staff. So to me, this feels like a move that was made from the top. It didn't make any sense before I got that news. And then when I was told that, I said, okay, that makes sense. I don't like it. Uh, Ownership forcing a coach to get rid of assistant coach to me is generally bad. Now, some coaches, uh, you know, don't like making changes. And eventually you have to take that step as ownership. I don't think we were here on the offensive side. The, the, the Browns made changes last year on defense. far as I know, Kevin Stefanski was on board with that. He was unafraid of change. He made the changes, and it worked. The defense improved. They had a talent, but the defense improved. And, I, and, and maybe Stefanski's okay with these moves, and maybe it'll work out. You're hearing the players are upset about it. Again, I know for sure that Stump Mitchell was extremely popular. In terms of Alex Van Pelt and T.C. McCartney, I don't know. Uh, Obviously, I got to do some more digging. There's people way more connected than I am in in that locker room. And, you you know, at this time of year, it's hard to know what's what's propaganda and what's reality. So you try to do the best you can. But, again, if this is a move by the ownership because they're not happy for some reason, uh, that's this is a bad job. And, and I really would love to know why the wide receiver coach gets a pass and the other guys don't. The tight end group had a great season. I, you know, We've been waiting for David Njoku to, to to become this this top tight end. And maybe T.C. McCartney had nothing to do with it. Maybe he's a zero factor. I don't know. Again, I, how do you know these things? Even the beat reporters that are in the locker room sometimes and on the practice field, they don't really. How much do they know even in terms of that? You'd really have to get an honor, honest assessment from the people around it, the tight ends, his assistant coach or whatever. I don't know. But it seems like odd timing for that. Is this the end of the world? Certainly not. Is it weird timing uh, because of all the injuries on offense? I think it is. And in the end, if this is a move forced by Jimmy Haslam, then I don't like it because he don't know what the hell he's doing when it comes to football. I think he's proven that time and time again. Jimmy Haslam is at his best when he's signing checks and not talking. Looks like that hasn't happened here. But in the end, change is not always bad. And hopefully, whoever they bring in to replace these three guys will be better than those guys were. No matter how many how good they were. You, you know, even if the move was forced, I would assume, I guess, Kevin Stefanski will get to choose who the replacements are. So maybe he'll make choices that are really good guys and it doesn't matter. We shall see. All right, that's it for this breaking news edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Thanks, as always, for joining me. Please hit the subscribe button. Please give me a thumbs up. 
I'll be doing a live edition of the bullpen Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, or I guess if you're watching this on Thursday, January the 18th, it's today. Or if you're watching this on Friday the 19th, well, it's too late. You, you missed the live one, but you can go back and watch it on YouTube, of course. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. I'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.